Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in to the City Light Church podcast. We're so honored you've joined us. We hope that today's podcast brings you hope, encouragement, and most of all, adds value to you in your walk with Jesus Christ. We long to see people grow from where they are closer to where God desires them to be, and it's our hope that this podcast is an essential element in that process for you. So grab a pen, your Bible, and a journal, and let's dive into today's message. Hallelujah. Last week we, we spoke on uh, Easter. We talked about the cross and, and um, following Jesus. John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and they follow. And I want to I wanna ask you, what happens when you don't hear his voice? What happens when you lose the ability to hear? We talked about the Logos word, the written word. And being able to read the scriptures, but without the rhema, this becomes a book of antiquity. It becomes a history book, and in, in, in a sense, it becomes a, a textbook, a study book. Without the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying, there are men in Harvard today who have no idea what this book means, but they can teach it at, at a, a doctoral level. Because without the Spirit speaking, this becomes dead and dry. And there's plenty of people who have exhausted themselves religiously trying to memorize and study words and passages, but they failed to understand the voice of God that speaks on the pages and it causes it to live live in your heart, lives in your, in your soul, it, it, it wakes you up in the middle of the night, it stops you in the middle of a business deal and corrects your actions, your words, it, it, it brings back to remembrance the way that you, you acted or handled yourself or handled your finances and the word begins to speak to you and it, it corrects and directs you, if you will, it rebukes you and it, it actually is medicine for the disease of your soul. If you allow it to speak to you, what happens when the sheep doesn't hear his voice? We're in a, we're in a day where we desperately need the voice of God. Desperately, not just for our personal endeavors, but for our spiritual well-being and for the well-being of our sons, our daughters, our spouses, uh, the well-being of our neighbors, co-workers. It is imperative that we hear the voice of the Lord today. But we have a culture, religiously speaking, of those who are just going through the motions. And yet we are at a place uh, to be a church that has, if you will, come out of the closet. For several years ago, some came out of the closet and they put the church in. And we have yet to come out of ourselves. Um, I'm speaking of the boldness. When you go back and you read in the early part of Acts, you see the boldness of the budding church. You see the communion. You see the fellowship. You see the oneness, the unity. You see the abundance of heart. You see all of these attributes that were brazen that God was in control and they were not. They would hear God speak and move at his voice, and miracle signs and wonders followed the believers. The believers didn't chase signs and wonders. 
perspective was they were just doing what Christ was doing and great things followed. Today we just preach about great things. We live in a, a very dangerous, very difficult time. The scriptures teach us to pray for our leaders. Do you realize uh, in the Western culture that means pray? Here's the way we interpret that. Pray for your president when the one you elected is in office. <laughs> That's what we, how we translate that scripture to pray for our leaders. But that's not what the scriptures say. The scriptures tell us to pray for our leaders. From county commissioners right on up to the president. Pray. Why? Well, if you're paying attention to what they're doing, you would know why you should pray. We don't pray that they would uh, be voted out of office. God help us. We don't need, uh, we're not, we don't need, I was going to say, we don't need a new president. We need God. Some of you want a new president. That's fine. I'm just old enough to believe that it doesn't matter who he is. It could be Nebuchadnezzar. God's going to use him if the church will pray. I'm tired of looking for the next one that's going to save the world and save America. I found the one that would save America. Praise God. That's good preaching. That's good southern Bible Belt preaching right there. Israel is being rebuked by Russia. For mistreating the Arabs in Israel called Palestinians. A lot of people don't realize this. There are Arabs who sit in the Knesset, in the government of Israel. Americans, most of us don't have bird's idea of what's going on. Shame on us. CNNBC, CBS, ABC, XYZ, the news sources of America don't want you to know the truth. They're not telling you what's going on. Russia, Ezekiel 38 and 39, the scriptures teach us that a force from the north, most of us deduce that would be Russia, is going to come down and go to battle with Israel. I can help Russia today. You think you got your hands full with Ukraine. You don't want any part of Israel. I can tell you that. Israel doesn't need America. It's a good thing because America is not standing with Israel right now. But America needs Israel. So Russia is, uh, is, is um, turning Israel around and, and Russia right now controls Syria. Most of you don't realize Iran has its forces in Syria, building up their forces for an attack on Israel. Iran has called uh, America the great Satan, Israel the little Satan. Our administration has seen fit to give $29 billion to Iran to get them to come back to a table and talk about nuclear weapons. And they don't want to talk to us. So our country has tapped the Russians to be the mediator between us and Iran. Israel standing by saying, um, we're not going to let them get nuclear weapons. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm preaching Bible eschatology. 
I'm saying that when we relieve the sanctions off of Iran, which wasn't just $29 billion that was given to them, now we've relieved $90 billion plus another $50 billion in economic relief, and ask the Russians to mediate and take that money and help them build a nuclear plant, that there's a nation that is not going to allow that to happen. And so I see on the horizon that something's got to give because Israel's not going to stand by and let Iran develop nuclear weapons. At the same time, they won't even talk to us and they call us the great Satan. Somehow, our administration sees fit to push them, push them to develop nuclear weapons. Brothers and sisters, we're living in a day, whether you believe in end times or not, that information right there is scary because that's a fact. We're living in a day where the U.S. economic system is gaining more and more speed toward destruction with more and more debt. We are losing our influence on the world stage. And when you lose your financial influence as the leader in the free world, in the world, you're going to lose your military status as the greatest military force in the nation. When you lose that, you lose the ability to enforce democracy, free will among other nations. What are you saying, pastor? I'm saying we live in a day we must hear the Lord. But what happens when the followers stop hearing. Saudi Arabia openly mocked our president on, on, on the television. I mean, I mean, you can go pull the clip. Digital currency is on the horizon. China's already using it, tied to your social status. It's been developed. It's there. My prediction is within three to seven years, America will be on a digital currency. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we're living in a day. It is desperate that we hear what the, the Lord is saying. It's, it's, a, it's a time that we rightly divide the Word of God and that we hear what the Spirit is saying. David, the psalmist, had moments in his life along with Job and Habakkuk where he, he didn't hear what God was saying. So when, when Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me, listen, listen. There are reasons why we would miss the voice of the Lord. Number one is sin. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The Lord doesn't hear me, I don't hear him. In other words, if there is sin, this, now, brothers and sisters, I say that for the believers that are in the house. If you're not a follower of Christ yet, um, we say that in, 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 in relation to we are family. If we're all following Christ, we're family. So, brothers and sisters, those that are following us, following Christ and walking with us, um, sin will distance you from the voice of God. It just will. Well, how do I know if it's sin? Well, first off, the Holy Spirit's going to tell you over and over and over. It's going to convict you. Second off, the, the written word tells you when you're in error. The, the, there's a problem is because we don't study the Bible the way we did years ago. We're not in Bible study on a regular basis the way we were years ago. 
But I ha- I'm encouraged because I do see more and more people going back to the scriptures and spending more time studying, systematically studying the word of God. So I'm encouraged because I believe that there are a remnant of folks in the, in the Christendom that are going back into deep study. And I'm really encouraged because those of you who have been in study, you're willing to open your homes and lead discipleship groups and to share the scriptures with each other. Praise God, because that's what we need to get back to a hot relationship where the Holy Spirit's just speaking to us over and over. We need the Word of God. We need to deal with the sin that's in our life. And I'm, now I'm still talking to the church, because for far too long, we, we said sin was out there, right? Those that were drinking and drugging and smoking and, and, and jumping rope and chewing gum and whatever else we labeled as a sin. We call that sin. And all the while, we are in here full of strife and envy and bitterness and backbiting. We got our own issues in here, but we, don't, we wink at that stuff, right? Well, there's no more winking. The, the reality is the Holy Spirit's calling us into a time of holiness, meaning I stand before God and I say, search me and know me, Lord. Oh, what about that, that attitude you've got towards your neighbor or your spouse? Search me and know me, Lord. And then when the Lord highlights something, it breaks your heart. Not I defend it. Well, bless God, Lord, you know the way she's treating me. You know the way that neighbor, been, whatever they've been doing, you don't justify it. Your heart breaks before your king. Because we're coming into a day where the presence of God is so intense that it's posturing our heart that all we really want is a oneness with the Lord and to hear his voice. I've lost my desire for a bigger truck and a bigger house and a bigger yard and a bigger whatever America tells you bigger is better. I've lost my desire for these things. I want a closer proximity to the presence of God. I want to hear his voice. Oh, for the Lord to reach over two in the morning and wake me and say, would you come and talk to me for a little while? Would you come spend some time with me? My heart yearns to feel the presence of God. Oh, for a day. (laughs) I always say it like this. Oh, for a day for an outpouring of God's spirit so tangible in the auditorium. That when you go back in the kids' department, the kids are just, just like in the presence of God. Amen. Right? Amen. And, and, and the children's leaders are back there just in awe of what God's doing in the, in the babies. The, the little babies are sleeping in the presence of God. And the, and the bigger ones are just, just in the presence of God. That's when you know there's a sovereign move of God. I mean, it's one thing if us here in the, in the auditorium are shouting and having a good time. And, and the children's workers are back there going, bust God. It, are they over yet? You know? <laughs> But when they feel the presence of God. Now wait, I'll go a step further. It's one thing if City Light experiences the presence of God. But what happens when it's so intense in us that every time we walk out into our world, people around us start sensing the presence of God in us. Because we hear him. We're hungry for him. Listen to what David said. Because this is where I, I live on occasion. Listen to Psalm 13. How long, Lord? I mean, I love how it gets right into it. How long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? 
Psalms 13, 3. Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. I love how he says, God, how long will it be before you answer me? Where are you, Lord? How long are you going to hide your face from me? When, um, when I, was, I was young, Paul and I were young. We're not young. We're young, but not young like we used to be young. You know what I mean? We were first married. Typical young couple. Paul would give me the silent treatment every now and then. Don't say nothing, man. Just look at me. <laughs> Ladies, you know the silent treatment. When you're young, you know, the silent treatment is like, oh, she's not talking to me. Oh, no. And What's wrong, baby? Nothing. That's code for you. <laughs> silent treatment. Sometimes I think the Lord gives me the silent treatment. But, but he's not trying to manipulate me to get me to do something, right? Sometimes the Lord, if I've dealt with the sin in my life, sometimes the Lord is just waiting on me to obey what he's already told me to do. I'm saying, Lord, how long will you hide your, yourself from me? He's saying, I've, I've told you what to do, now go do it. And you're still talking. You say, well, come on, but give me Bible, Pastor. Good, Right? Moses stood at the Red Sea, and he said to the children of Israel, Stand at the Red Sea, the army of Egypt's coming at them with all of the military force that, they, that, that the planet knew at that time. Here they come. We've got the, the Red Sea. We're backed in. The desert, we've got the, the sea behind us, the desert and the Egyptians in front of us. And Moses is like, Stand still and see the salvation of God. And God's saying, Quit calling on me, dummy. Put your staff in the water like I told you to do and go. Get out of here. God was waiting on him to turn around and lead them through the Red Sea. And, and Moses is still talking, giving them a word. Sometimes God's waiting on us to just obey what he's already told us to do. It's true. It's true. Sometimes it's just we know what to do. We've just not done it. Sometimes it's blatant sin and other times it's just blatant stubbornness. Well, I just, I want a fresh word from God. God's like, the word I gave you last is just as fresh, man. You've done nothing with it. It's not stale. It's not moldy. I mean, it's still fresh. Go do it. What is that? I don't know. I don't, it might be for you different. This is, this is why we have to hear what the Lord is saying. We, we know that the voice of God is confirmed in the scriptures. It'll never violate the scriptures. We know the voice of God gives us uh, words for mandate that he's already told us. It'll, it'll correlate with what God's already said. What is he saying to you? Maybe restitution. Maybe uh, reunion with someone that you've had a, a bad breakup with in the family or, or what have you. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a ministry he's told you to start. Maybe it's a finance. Maybe he's told you to give. Maybe he's told you to serve. Maybe he's told you a co-worker needs to hear the hope that's in you and you've just not mustered up the strength to say, can I just tell you what God's done in my life? I don't, I don't know what it is, but sometimes we want to hear from God. We want to hear a, an earth-shattering voice from heaven and the Lord saying, I've already given you an earth-shattering voice. I just want you to obey. Yeah. 
Habakkuk had these times where he, he would feel God hiding from him. How long, Lord, must I call for help? And you do not listen or cry out to you about violence. And you do not save. Job said it this way. If only I had someone to hear my case. Here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. <laughs> Look at it. We're not the only ones. Sometimes we're in the Garden of Gethsemane. Watch me now. And Jesus is praying. The, the Father has told him to go to the cross. And he's saying, is there another way? Right? And the, and the conclusion of that prayer was, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I'll start walking that way. And Jesus begins to walk to the cross. Sometimes it's just a word to go do what I've told you to do. And then there's times where we're in a test. And that's what Abraham was in. Abraham was in a test. He was in a season where he was being proved. We look at a test like, um, like you, you could fail it here. God doesn't talk during the test just like a teacher doesn't talk during the test, right? But the testing God puts us through is not so that he would know, but that we would know. I go through this thing to know where I am in him. I go through the test so that at the end of the test, if I still have a praise on my lips, if I've still got a word of faith, a word of boldness that God's for me, not against me, that regardless of what I see, God is able to save. Although I'm falling in destruction, he's saying, listen, listen, I got you the whole time. He's just wondering if you understand where you are. Because Peter got caught up in the test, right? Was he forsaken? No. But he was proved that in that, he realized what he didn't have. Because on the forefront, he says, I'll go with you anywhere. I'll do anything. When the test came and he couldn't hear, last word he got was, you're going to deny. I would never. You're going through it. But I pray for you that you're faithful not. Why? Because on the other end of even that failure, God says, I prayed for you that your faith fell not. When you were converted, strengthen your brother. In other words, he went through that testing just like Habakkuk and Job and, and David. They went through this for a purpose. If you're here this morning, you can't hear him. I would say, check your heart. Is there disobedience and rebuke in your heart is there some sort of rebellion that says God I'm not going to do that thing I would say is there something he told you to do and you haven't done it and I would say stay the course if you're in a test stay the course he'll not allow you to suffer Above what you're able. He'll make a way of escape. It may not be a way. But he'll make a way. It is utmost importance. Come on girls. We're going to sing for the last couple minutes. We're going to sing. And it's the utmost important church. Is that we get our heart postured in a place. Where we hear the Lord today. There are things going on in our world. We've got to hear from the Lord.
We've got to hear from the Lord on how to pray for our leaders. For the direction that we need to take for the coming months. And by the way, somebody asked me the other day, Pastor, you, should we be stocking up on food and bullets and all that stuff? My response is simply, we live in Central Florida. We have water on both sides of us. And we're coming into hurricane season. It would not hurt any of us to have some beans and rice on hand, all right? Little gas stove. Don't get carried away. Do what the Lord tells you to do. Should I have a generator? Do what the Lord tells you to do. Is that right or wrong? Just do what the Lord tells you to do. He, he's speaking. He's giving men and women direction on the coming months and, and years. Spiritually, this is what I know what the Lord is saying. Draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. Bend your ear toward me, and I'll speak. Listen. He that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. The Lord is speaking. He is leading and guiding. I fear no, I have no fear in the direction when his voice is clear. Amen. Come on, stand. Let's just worship. Amen. Well, we hope that this message has brought you hope and encouragement, and it was just what you needed for today. If you're joining us today and we can partner with you in prayer in any way, it would be our honor. Please reach out to us by visiting our website, mycitylight.org. And lastly, if the Holy Spirit has laid it on your heart to give today, you can do that by visiting mycitylight.org and go to the giving tab or text any amount to 84321. Be blessed.